consent. Consent. I did take it out of full, <laughs> full dis- disclosure. So I'm going to be... I feel like I'm talking slower. My words are coming out jumbled. Now I haven't been feeling well. So I haven't been feeling well. Like, don't even think about sending in email about... Right. And it's been days. Microphones. Days I haven't felt well. But now it's like... I've gotten used to feeling terrible. So I'm like, oh, I have a morning routine of like throwing up. I'll take a oh, Motrin. God, that sounds so terrible. I'll take a little Motrin, a little green juice. I've had like long migraines, like migraines a couple days. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that can include barfing, but I've never really had like a lot of stomach problems. So I like feel for you. Cause like, yeah, mine are mostly stomach digestive type shit that I'm dealing with. But I, literally by two o'clock, maybe one, I'm fine. And it just starts all over again. But I was telling Kathleen, today's the first day I did not feel that terrible waking up. Like, I knew something was going on, but I was like, oh, I can handle it. Um, if I was, like, a baby tummy ache, like, yeah. I feel like with migraines, I felt like there's times where, like, a knife is in my head. And I'm like, just power through it. Like, the slightest little, like, <laughs> in my tummy, I'm like, I want to die. Yeah, like, yeah, that's how I feel. Or, like, I have a backache sometimes. It's so bad. I feel like I want to throw up. Like, I'm just like, oh, my back. Um, I told Short King that I've been feeling well. He has been sick too. I don't know why, but I don't mind him feeling well. Specifically in the morning, he's like, "Are you pregnant?" <laughs> don't ever say that out loud into the like, <laughs> Right, exactly. I would abort mission before you ever found out. <laughs> I know. I was like, I get like so paranoid now because, uh, Dan's sister or Bay's fridge Bay's sister, uh, had like got pregnant on an IUD and I had a coworker did too. And I asked her, I was like, how did you know? She's like, I don't know. I just kind of had some PMS symptoms and I looked into it. I was like, what? I was like, yeah, that was all. Okay. If I feel like a slight ping, like in the side (laughs) of my stomach, I'm like, what is that? What is that? What is that? (laughs) She's like, I was a little sleepy. So I was like, "Mm, (laughs) my other friend told me she got an ulcer. I was like, how did you know you had an ulcer? Like how? I was like, Every little pain in my stomach now, I'm like, we're, we're of that age to our yeah, young listeners. I felt like that, too. When, that my, when my back was hurting, when I found out TMI, but I found out it was constipation. I've never been constipated before. So I just thought, I just thought I was getting old. I was like, oh, this is it. I'm dying. And then I found out the real cause. I was like, okay. But I've always I, had, like, panic attacks. And there's been times, like, when I've had indigestion that I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> trigger a panic attack. And I was like. Like, I know this is just indigestion, but, like, my body thinks it's dying. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm in one, I'm just like, that's it. It's colon cancer. Like, I'm just going to the worst case. It's that world. <laughs> <laughs> worst case scenario, this is it. I've got colon cancer. Um, yeah. So, it's just be, – and I feel like girls, we're just always hurting in some way. Yeah. There's, like, a good three days out of the month where we feel fabulous. Our pain tolerance is literally built in. Yeah, our bodies are hardwired for childbirth, even if you don't become a mother. Right, right, right. Yeah, no shit. I had my period, went straight into whatever's going on with me now, which I first thought it was like my hormones hadn't like got back. I don't know what it is. I refuse to go to the doctor. I'm trying to like avoid Western medicine at all costs because I feel like every time I go to them for something, I come back with something else. They're like, you know what I mean? Anyways, we don't care about whatever you told us. <laughs> Did you know about this new thing that we just heard about? That or they're like, oh, we fixed 
this, but unfortunately that, because we fixed that, you now have an ulcer. You know what I mean? Like everything they fix, it causes something else. And you're like, forget it. Just fucking forget it. Anyway, sorry, that got real, the Kardashians on Hulu, with, you know, how depressing that show you know, is. We have to listen to them talk about their health problems. Sorry. The least that we can do is discuss our health problems for five seconds. That got real, like, my hip and my, like, uh, stitches on my face for a minute. So sorry about that. It's very serious. Oh, the, I. this has to be the last episode we talk about the cheek. Right, like probably not. No, I feel like we've progressed further enough in that in that story to be like, okay, it's non-cancerous. They got it all out. We can move on now. But I just feel like somehow we're gonna double back. I think I said this last week, but it's like I get like having it be in your face is like a lot. Like no, yeah, I, for sure. Like, I didn't have acne as a kid, and then I had it later as an adult. Still deal with it. It's like. Yeah, sometimes like on your face, you feel very self-conscious. And I can only imagine Chloe being on TV and this family and stuff. Like, yeah, that's like a lot to get like your face hacked up. But to have it be like this continuous storyline. And Natalie mentioned this before we started, like Malika's like reaction. It's like it's just like then I feel less empathy because I feel like it's just trying to stretch out a storyline. Yeah, it's more that it's more so than just a mention it and then let's talk about something else. It's just like, and then they had to go inside my cheek and the stitches. Oh my god, the stitch! Like it's just like every little detail. Okay. And I'm just like, like <laughs> I think I would have really loved, especially like I said, as someone who has had dull acne, it would have been cool if like Chloe explained how self-conscious it made her but it's like they can never admit that stuff they always want to be like oh like what was me and chloe's like malika don't be sad i almost died and malika was like you almost died (laughs) kind of nice if she just point blank was like i feel weird having to wear this bandage like going to events or worried about paparazzi like you know our family is a well-documented family. So it feels weird to have this like bandage and like not feel like great about myself. Mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed Chloe just saying like, yeah, it feels like I feel weird. She kind of talked about the scarring on her face, but yeah, I didn't, I feel like it kind of took this turn of like cancer can be deadly. It's like, okay, yes, we know that about skin cancer. It went to a no, real, that's not deadly anymore. I would have loved to hear Chloe be like, yeah, it's it's kind of intense to be like a person in the public eye who just had a hole like cut out of their face. Yeah, it got real melodramatic. Um, we'll start from the top, though. Oh, by the way, this is Save Bible Podcast. Did I say that? Who are we? Where are we? Save Bible Podcast. The podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. Although Jessica, longtime listener. Yes. Friend of the show, as Wendy likes to say. Friend of the Wendy pod. Williams. Uh, she suggests it be... Uh, uh, Keeping up the what was it? What is it? Kardashian uh, tortured. I for think for the she con- <laughs> conflicted. She said. Yeah. I think that's one of yours too. The Kardashian conflicted. Um, Kardashian confused. Confused. Confounded. I don't know. Um, so the episode. By the way, the episode last week did not let me to leave on a to be continued. 
I just I rewatched the episode and I just noticed that that didn't need to happen. Also, I like started. You're like, oh, it, I'm like, it didn't need to be cringy, but also I noticed that the Kendall party. Remember, I was like, what was that for? It was just because it was August 18th. That's why they were having oh eight one one eight yeah. <laughs> so earlier, I was watching RuPaul's Drug Race mm-hmm. repeats and. Refrigerator Bay was home, and I looked at him and I was like, oh, my God. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent is an acronym <laughs> for cunt. And he just looked at me he's like, you didn't know that? To your respect, and mine, too, because I don't think I knew that. We're not in the community. We're and friends. I was like, how did he know that? I was like, you, I was like Wait, do you know that's an acronym for cunt? They always say serving Did he know that? And he was like, Yeah. You didn't um, get that? I was like, never mind. He does work with the youth. She's a little quicker. Yeah, he, looks, he works with the youth. I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, literally just don't. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, Mike's, he's, I'm not in the community, so I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the community. Happy Pride Month, y'all. <laughs> Be who you are for it's your pride. I'm anything. <laughs> um... No, I will tell you off air. It's a funny joke, but it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. Um, so the scene picks up. We asked P twice last episode. So you say whatever you want. I'll, I'll tell you later. It's funny. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with Ray J, but he says the N word in it. So I don't want to subject listeners to that. So I'll tell you off the air. Um, but it is funny. So Chris and Kim are still talking about, I don't know what. This is the most confusing conversation because... She's like, I don't want any part of this narrative anymore. This affects my kids. That list is forever. And, and it's just, it's a strange conversation because my issue with Kim and having this conversation now is you've already been dating since Kanye. Like, this isn't like, she's talking like this is breakup is so fresh. You two have been separated for a while. Then you got divorced and you were dating before you even divorced. Like you were moved on. And this conversation feels like, yeah, she did dating before she did dating. And this has been over for a minute. I guess I'm saying it's been over for a minute and she kind of missed that moment to have this like breakdown and like a tearful moment about the dissolve of the marriage and the aftermath. It just feels very after the fact, like after you've already tried to date yeah. someone, it's well, a weird timing. There's like the timing factor too. And then it's also just like, well, now why are you like telling us this? Like mm-hmm, you were mm-hmm. yelling at us before that we should have like more understanding. Yeah. His struggle. Like, I think she just really was hoping it would work out that like they remained BFFs. Which I thought was going to happen. Proximity to him. I'll be 100% honest. Literally thought that was going to happen. I thought there was going to be two people like, yeah, let's just not get beat, do this, but we can be friends. Kind of like, you know, I mean, there's some examples in Hollywood. I think uh, Kimora Simmons and Russell Simmons did that type of shit. Yeah, or like uh, Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. I think that she, that's what she was hoping for. And not yeah. from an altruistic perspective, but literally yeah. she was hoping she could maintain her proximity to Kanye for yeah. fashion know-how and the kids and all that jam. And then it didn't work. It was clear they were like throwing spaghetti at the wall with the Pete thing. Yeah. Like just trying any strategy. And then that didn't work. So now it's like, I'm a single mom and I'm sad. And like... <laughs> 
I cry, I cry myself to sleep every fucking night. Do you know that? Um, like the whole talking about like the stuff he says, and then she just talked about how he said she was having an affair with Drake. I feel like she almost wanted to flex, being like, "People thought I was having an affair with Drake." She didn't talk about like him saying like she wanted to abort their child or like run for president and all this other weird unhinged stuff he said. She didn't even talk about that. She was just like, yeah, he just like says so many crazy things and I can't even say anything for the kids. But like he thought I was cheating with Drake the entire marriage. You're like, okay. I thought it was interesting, too, that she finally admitted that she was his cleanup crew because they're and I think. That that's when it got weird for you and I, because he would say stuff on Twitter, like, I'm running for president. And people would be like, that's not a good idea. And she would be like, it is a good idea. Yay for president. And then they were like, all have different views. They were all wearing like, yay for president shirts and hats. Like, let's talk about that. That's what I want to hear about. Where was everybody mindset when that was going on? I'd rather she would say, and also think that Kim will write a book one day. And I think it's when her kids are grown or like, at least when Sam's like 16, because (laughs) we need answers because I would love to hear the story about how he made them all wear that. Like what were the threats he made? Like what happened? It's been a while. Rest in peace succession. Slams piano keys. Like, this was a whole storyline in the last season of Succession that, like, the oldest brother was running for president and they were worried about his non-consequential presidential race taking away just enough votes from the, like, candidate they were backing. Mm -hmm. They tried to get him to bow out. And I was like, this is literally, (laughs) like, Kanye got courted by these, like, really crazy politicians to like run for president mm-hmm. like, just enough right 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 just enough margin to like throw in a little loop and she was like yeah vote for him um so i so i'm like holding out for the book i'm like well, we can play this game on the show and then maybe when you're in your 50s you'll just be like oh fuck it here's what happened so i thought it was interesting that she claims that north has no idea about anything because I'm going to tell you right now, nine-year-olds, soon to be 10-year-olds are the nosiest fucking people on this planet, especially the girls. She she knows. <laughs> if anyone knows, Northwest knows. Well, and like, I mean, I kind of like, I, I can't say I understood, but I like could see her argument that like they're, they live on like compounds basically and like they have people and staff and stuff. So I could see if she was, like, everything on the internet is, like, password encoded and, like, we all are, like, she's, like, I'm aware of everything they look up. I'm, like, I could see that maybe it would be easier for you, random person that has a bajillion dollars versus, like, just. (laughs) But I'm, like, at the same time, I'm, like, that's just not realistic. Mm -hmm. And if she's going to school, there's got to be some hours of the day where she's not, like, under your spell. A kid could just be like, hey, I heard your dad said that, like, this group of people was trying to, like, ruin America. Like, that's going to happen. And she does spend time with Kanye. So who knows what conversations they're having. You know what I mean? Again, this goes back to, and we'll talk about it when, you know, Scott and Kim and Chloe are together. But this goes back to the content we would need to fill in the blanks. Like, if we knew what kind of discussion she was having with her kids. Like, what did you, I still want to know, like, how did you tell your kids you were getting divorced? Did they seem yeah. to understand? 
Was there yeah. any like even the conversation behaving like somewhat genuine? Yeah, like she's talking to Chris. Yeah. It's like she's delivering a Shakespearean monologue. Yeah. Yes. I've noted that. That's not genuine. Yes. I said that. It's not a, like, conversation where she's on the phone. Like, there's nothing genuine about it. And I get the whole, like, reality TV isn't real. But then you, I, I said this a million times last week. It's like, you look at something, like, with Vanderpump Rules, like, or even some of the housewives where, like, their mess is just, like, out there. Because it's their livelihood. And the Kardashians used to be like that. That it's like, you're sitting here talking to your mom, first of all, who's also on payroll, who invented this entire, like, brand. And you're talking, like, at her with this orchestrated monologue. Like, I just find it hard to be, like, involved in this thing that you're saying. because Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard to connect. With, yeah, I was gonna say it's hard to connect with them. And again, we'll talk about that later because they tried to critique some feedback they got, which actually was really good feedback. That was dumb. But it's hard to it's hard to connect with them when a lot of times when they talk to each other, it's like like you said, a monologue or it's a secondhand account of what had happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't get to really see things unfold. It's like, yesterday I went to the store. Yeah, it's like, well, what's that Erica Jane sound on TikTok? Well, Tom's something, something, and the bodyguard. The sun came to see him, and then it was a blizzard. Yeah, it's like. All this car, and Kyle's like, what? Right, it's always a story of something that's happened that off camera we didn't see. It's. And I think it's hard to connect. And I think I know it is. It's hard to connect with each of them to your yeah. point when you're not really you convincing get, me. Exactly. You're convincing yourself. Like, I don't know what's going on right now, but like, I'm just trying to watch a TV show. Can I even jump to the Dulce Gabbana thing? If, hold on. I'll make sure you're not jumping too far ahead. I don't think I am. Yeah. So jumping to, well, that's at the very end, the meeting, even the meeting, which we'll get to that. When Kim was like, yeah, I talked to Courtney. Um, it was supposed to be skims. And then, yeah, I talked to her. I totally talked to her. I don't think she knew it was going to be as big, but I totally talked to her. Where's that conversation? Why yeah. can't that conversation been filmed or something? That conversation happened. <laughs> right. Or you're trying to convince yourself that conversation. Where is that conversation? She doesn't want to kill you because you don't want your sister to kill you now because she's dating a really popular musician and you want to be like in on the gravy train. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So speaking of, so the next scene um, was the Dulce meeting. And fuck, I didn't even write down who did this. But basically, they're doing archives and they're reworking with, we're working archives with Kim Inspired. And let's see, any other notes? My only notes with that is, so you're really not designing anything. Yeah. I mean, they definitely try. I think what, I had this thought when I was watching it. Um, because like around the same time, Kim did that like capsule collection with Fendi. I want to say, was it Fendi? That has like the monogram. Yeah, it was Fendi. Oh, you mean when she had her skims and Fendi? Yes, 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 yes. And it ended up getting like this article in like the Wall Street Journal about like revitalizing a like design house or something. I feel like that's maybe what they were going for. Like, mm-hmm. Dolce and Gabbana have, like, really bad negative PR around them. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of a dying breed to begin with. So, 
I feel like it's realistic to think they might have been like courting her before this, not Kim. Creative director that she hyped up so much, but just like, sure, we saw Fendi do it. Let's do it. And then Kim is like, oh, I gotta do this. Like, ah. but I'm on Courtney's side here. Like, it had to have been some like competitiveness, but also like opportunistic. Like, they were there. It was already, their brands were getting wrapped up. Corey made a whole like, men's silky loungewear with Dolce and Gabbana so like I think they were like we'll do whatever to like get back into the good graces of like public opinion yeah so, like I'm him s- rolling this out like she's some sort of creative genius I'm like no and the funny part is uh, first of all I don't think Kim is a fashion girly which is not shade because I don't think I'm not a fashion girly there's not a lot of fashion girly specifically in the reality tv space that's what makes them very interesting to watch because they're either like really over the top or just dress poorly um but she did say that like she said that she didn't think she could put together an outfit a couple years ago but I thought it was interesting that that this was just not really a fashion line (laughs) <laughs> like it wasn't really yeah, it, it was, was kind of just like Obama look at our thing. old shit and see what you like and we'll sew Don't some silver like, onto it you guys forget about all the weird stuff we said and just like here's a famous person talking about naomi campbell hey <laughs> we're not that bad that's and then, all it was right and the quick turnaround is giving quick fashion like a fashion nova sheen yeah. so i'm like yeah. and they keep saying how could they do this so quickly i'm like they're using cheaper yeah. products and they're not making that many pieces. Because let's be honest, I'd love to see the sales on this. Like Kim's audience is smart. not buying Dolce and Gabbana at all. And no shade to us, but we're hate, not. I hate to even like defend Dolce and Gabbana. I'm like, wasn't a bad idea to be like, Kim, slap your name on this and like make yeah. some noise. Why are we getting an entire episode talking about how she was like catered by them? <laughs> it's like. Yeah, they they're grasping for straws right now. Like they're trying to get back into public favor, and you were there. Good for you. And also, I'm sure you did not make sure your sister felt comfortable with this because you're a monster. That is monsters. Maybe sounds mean, but it is. She that's she's Kim's, very business focused, and that's all she has thinks. an insatiable need to feed. That is being relevant. It has to be current. It has to be fast. It has to be right now. It's not just making money or getting attention. It's relevancy, which is like a combination of all the things. And part of me really feels like like she didn't, if if she, if she did talk to Courtney, she didn't give her the full details. No. Might've been like, we're going to make a couple (laughs) t-shirts. Well, I also think about it. And we still haven't seen, like, the full flesh out of how Courtney felt about it. But we saw, like, remnants of it in the trailer. I do, I fully believe that I think there's part of Kim that feels motivation around, like, beating Courtney. Or anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. for Kim, that's part of that, like, relevancy, like, desire that she seeks so bad. Mm -hmm. It's not just attention. It's not just money. Because she has both of those in spades. Mm-hmm. It's been like slams piano keys succession. So sad it's done now. Like Kendall Roy, she wants to be the number one boy, number one. Like it has to be. Well, it's always like 
of Courtney succeeding. Like, it has to be, like, I'm the one who got the thing. Yeah, it's very, like, I'm the first person they've ever done this with. Yeah. Then there's the Sports Illustrated. I'm the first Armenian. It's always, like, the first. (laughs) They've never done anything like this before. Like, they don't ever let anyone go in there. Oh, they don't let anyone touch Marilyn Monroe's stuff. I am the first to do this. Like, as she has to be special at all times. And it's like, what if you just... It's got to be iconic. <laughs> it's got to be iconic. You ever and thought about the fact that Dolce and Gabbana were just down bad and trying to get anything to get out of the gutter? Right. Their baby. Um, so at Kim's house, Scott came over. I think it was at Kim's house. Again, I don't like how they never really say where they are. I think that's a weird part of the show. But they, it, <laughs> yeah, Scott comes over and he's sick. And then Chloe's there. There's we've got more of that weird Scott and Chloe flirting in this scene when they're like, maybe we should go on a date. They're like, what if like, we got married? I was like, uh, this is not weird. this again. Probably could leave. So Kim brings out a like a variety article. So I'll pause for a second. The variety aspect is important because I really feel like since that since fast up and work shit. Yeah, I think Kim has like secretly had it out for Variety magazine. The way she said, she's like. Oh my god, I like look up our articles all the time because I want to know what people are saying. I love feedback. But did you see this article by Variety by this author? It's insane. Let me read it. It was so like, yeah, be, and it's interesting. Tell you. <laughs> well, it's interesting she picked that Variety because I mean, it's everyone was saying it. This wasn't like a one off article <laughs> that's just like. Randa, it's very consistent with every. Re- I was even afraid to say it before I read so many reviews. I thought it was me. Like I'm like, am I think this is boring because I've been watching the show so long. Yeah. But it, I think since that because so anyway, so when she came out and said, you know, get your ass and work, she tried to say it was taken out of context, and then Variety came back and was like, bitch, absolutely not. Exactly. You were specifically asked. asked. Like, <laughs> this is what we cut out, and she was like, yeah, the way she was like. Oh my god, you yeah. guys. Anyways, can you see this article? Like see this ridiculous variety article. Um, and the, the author of the article reposted it on Twitter when he found out it was on the show. But basically they're saying the article said that Chloe didn't share enough that they basically were telling the story after the fact. And that I didn't watch the article. I mean, read the article and I should have, but I couldn't. I didn't have time. And I was sick. And Ye not being on the show and Pete not being on the show. Uh, kids and other things. I think to that, the Pete thing, let me let me be start over. Ye is not going to be on the show. I don't think any of us expected him to get like a confessional. Like this isn't a real reality show where they let the exes <laughs> still <Yeah>. talk, <laughs> unfortunately. P not be on the show though. That is straight up gaslighting. She had him like in our face pretty early in that season, and then he just like disappeared. And I think for me with the Pete stuff, it was clear they were intentionally leaving him out because even on the Met Gala red carpet, he wasn't even really shown. I think they absolutely thought Pete would come into their wheelhouse. Yeah, like I think they. It was like a fever dream that like came up and Kim was like what about Pete Davidson because he's like that guy everyone dates or whatever and I think they almost immediately jumped on the idea that like what if Kim was the one who got this man whore to settle down 
And I think they absolutely thought it was like, he's eating out of the palm of our hands. Like he's going to be the guy. Yeah. And then he was like, um, this is just what I do. Like I have some pretty powerful managers and handlers and like, uh, I'm not going to do all the stuff that you tell me to do. So like, and in fact, kick me out of that stupid show. (laughs) Had a nice run. Anyway, it's going to go now. I think Chloe, though, I will give her some credit. I always say Chloe is the real reason why the Kardashians go so far because, unfortunately, every relationship she's had on the show has been a complete fucking disaster. Yeah. Everyone, even when she was just kind of dating, it's just been a disaster. And she is she does share a lot. I think people's issue with Chloe's situation is again, we don't ever see these phantom conversations she's allegedly having with Tristan. Like we don't ever really see her and Tristan talk about what's going on. Well, and I think what's frustrating with Chloe, too, especially, you know, to your point about Malika, is it feels very, like, gaslighty, where they're like, oh, my God, that's insane. Why wouldn't I talk about that? When, at the beginning of the show, and if you're looking at people who have followed the show from the beginning, which, at this point, is the majority of the people still paying attention, (laughs) Chloe was, like, the honest one at the beginning. Mm -hmm. It might have even been a defense mechanism, but, like, Chloe was the one who was, like, giving out facts so for her to be like oh my god that's crazy like i'm just like a single mom who's like going through such a hard time with cancer and like co-parenting it's just yeah it's like they're telling us we're crazy for thinking like chloe's not sharing and i'm like we're not saying she's not sharing right obviously sharing but what she's sharing is obviously so painfully curated yeah that's the part. She wants us to be like, she's like, has this nihilistic, like, oh. Even I'm, Kimberly, too. You know, it's like, what? I was like, you don't even have to tell us all your dirty laundry with Tristan. Right. Like, at least be honest. Like, yeah, it's kind of been a shitty year. This fucking guy I liked was being dumb. And Tristan will, I don't know. Tristan will mic up. He will yeah. get on camera. He doesn't give a fuck. He will have a conversation, but, but like, oh, my child would not like if I ever said anything bad about their father, the sperm donor. It's like, that's not realistic. It's not realistic in real yeah. life. It's not realistic to what you introduced yourself into the world as with the show, the whole concept of the show. It's like we we're seeing other reality shows where people are giving more that like, then you're like, you're crazy. To think that I don't give. Like, and that was this whole conversation yeah. where they're talking about the variety article. It's like, they're crazy to think of <laughs> our entire life story. It's like, no, we're not. We're not crazy. Fuck you. And I think Kim Kim said it without maybe she didn't realize she said it. They've outgrown the show, the structure of a reality show, they've outgrown it. And it's like, well, why are we doing this? I understand they have kids now and they can't. And businesses and whatever, and images and brands, so they Don't can't convince act us like it's they authentic. were. Don't yeah, tell us they, it's a documentary. Don't yeah, so I, I totally here's understand my show that. about being a lawyer. Here's my show think, about like selling jeans. And I think if that's the case, then maybe reality TV is not for you. Now, obviously, it's hard to leave money on the table, but it's like, well, if you don't want to do all that anymore, then you don't want to be a reality TV star. Yeah. They're not just, like, telling us we're getting it wrong. They're yelling at us. Yeah. This is, like, a 20-minute segment of the show. Like, oh, my God. Look at this Variety article. How fucked up is it? Have you thought about how much? And then, meanwhile, they've told Courtney for however many seasons that she's a lazy fuck-all. 
Well, Kim still was kind of like yeah. throwing shade. <laughs> she was like, like Chloe, like, oh my God, Chloe, you've given so much, so much. I'm like, what about Courtney pulled Mason out of her vagina on television? Multiple seasons of like her dirty laundry because she was like, whatever, like, I'll get the check. But then it's like, Chloe, you've given so much. Yeah. And on top of that, too, when I was talking about earlier about connecting with them on a personal level, that's hard, too, because there's nothing to connect with you about. Obviously, you guys are super rich now. It's not like when you first stepped on the scene, you know, like Chris wasn't Chris was that mom and like making lunches. You're not doing that anymore. But we can't even people can't even connect with you on the quote unquote co-parenting level because we don't really know your struggles. If you have any with co-parenting, it's always like, oh, it's been so hard. Well, tell us what's hard. Maybe you guys were getting out of school, disagreed. What's what is the problem? Well, and like, I think sometimes they push back on like, oh, people think we're sort of touch because we're wealthy or we're famous or whatever. So then they try to seem really normal. It's like, well, I don't need yeah. you to seem normal. Yeah. I would love to know what is it like being a famous person who has staff and you have contacts, like even again, going back to the Scandival stuff with Bravo, it's like it was helpful to learn, like, oh yeah, like. Tom and Ariana live in the same house and they have friends intercept for them. Mm -hmm. That would be a great thing to know about the Kardashians. It's like, yeah, for like co-parenting stuff, we have nannies who, you know, help or we have a driver who makes sure that the kids get from point A to point B. And like when Tristan and I contact each other, it's all about this. Like, just like give us those logistics. Like, I don't care if I can't relate. Yeah. If it's something that's only a rich person could do, explain it. But even so, oh, I, even when you say that, I can still find fragments of normal. Like when people have to take their kids to the parking lot of McDonald's for a drop off because, you know, oh, they yeah. can't be civil. Like, I still see that in normal people. So it's like, I, share those stories. I definitely sat in the McDonald's parking lot somewhere in Bumpuck, nowhere with my sister for like two hours <laughs> for my nephew's dad to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like little stuff like that. Like, give us the logistics. But I feel like when they do, like we had like 20 minutes of Kylie making blush in this episode. <laughs> when they do, it's like, so heavy-handed. It's like, mm -hmm. either don't give us anything and just make a curated show or figure it out. I thought this was funny in this in this confessional. Kim said she gets a lot of letters uh, from people that said she helped with whatever they're going through. Which, I'm sorry, Kim Kardashian is the funniest liar on this planet. Because letter, it's not the 90s. Like, remember they used to say in the back of the 90s, like, I have a fan club sitting in a P.O. box. Like, I was like, letters, like emails, or what What are we talking? Yeah, and what specifically? Comments, like. What like, specifically are people telling you help them with? I would love to know. <laughs> I mean, obviously I don't speak for every experience in the world, but <laughs> my grandma died like six years ago. For years, I would find letters that I addressed and wrote to my grandma. And never fucking say. This was like for like a decade before she died, which was another decade ago. It's like you get a stamp. It's a, it's a big. Our hassle. generation is not letter senders. Like who's sending these letters? Everyone, everyone younger than us. Like 
Dan has students submit stuff from like their phone while they're like in the drive through or like texting from the phone. It's like, no, no one's sending letters, Kim. Like, and they are what email do they send these to? Tracy, maybe? Where did they find it? And it's not so much, again, I treat Kardashians like they are reality stars, nothing more. That's why sometimes when we, I see people online talking about them. You're such an inspiration. Like, what are we talking about? Or what? What are you inspired by? <laughs> we're not haters. Oh, yeah, you, I'm a fan. Not Kim, obviously, not haters. We're not. I am a fan, like, but oh, I would not go as far. Nothing. But I wouldn't go as far and be like, "You're such an inspiration to me." It's like even as much as I loved loved Kanye. I don't think I would ever tell Kanye, you're an inspiration <laughs> to me. Well, and I feel like it's always like, it always comes back to this thing where it's like a comeback or like, like, oh, well, you don't like her because she's a mom. I'm like, no, this doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's like people project onto someone who has nothing to do with them. It's like, oh, well, like, I'm a mom and I could become a lawyer too. I'm like, yeah, you probably could. And you'd probably be a better lawyer. Than Kim Kardashian. But it's like, if you say anything, it's like, oh, you don't believe in a sexy woman becoming a lawyer? Yep, that's it. I don't believe <laughs> a sexy person can be a mom and a lawyer at the same time and just living over here in the Stone Age. Don't mind me. Uh, you're such you're such an inspiration. It's like, I remember like when we did it, like when we were 2020 recording and the bipolar shit was really going down. And someone wrote into us and saying how they could relate to Kim and Kanye stuff because their mom was bipolar and the dad, da, 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 da. And I was like, I can see where you can start to think you can relate. But this no. is, I'm telling you, this is totally other, another ball game over there. It's like, we're never saying Kim is unrelatable. Like, yeah. You don't have to think she's the devil. But, like, there are shortcomings in their representation as a brand like the, it's always like very surface level yeah yeah they're yeah making, they're making some sort of thing and it's like you're not a bad person if you see yourself in them like that's the whole point of celebrity and like being interested in pop culture like it's okay you you should feel some sort of empathetic like human connection that's why we like it but like you don't need to like build an idol mm-hmm. and like Inspiration is just a really funny word to use with a reality star. Like, they're there. They're doing some stuff that's cool, whatever. Like, Like, I I fucking die for NeNe Leakes. Inspiration, she is not. But she's a good time. When Kim said, like, out loud once, she was thinking about law school. She got, like, an entire Vogue cover about being a social justice warrior. (laughs) In a time when our country was, like, pretty fucked up about, like, police killings. Like, that wasn't the... That was too much. Actually, you know what? I think she got the cover when Andre Talion died. Remember? Yeah. And then people were like, what the and fuck? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It was, like, bad moves all around. It's, like, it's fine if she wants to become a lawyer. It's fine if we say it's mildly interesting if she decides to become a lawyer. When people always said she was nothing but a reality star who made a sex tape. Great. That could be like a mildly interesting turn of events. But does it need to be this whole thing where it's like your entire personality and we're getting like screamed at? No. I think on the show in general, oh, they all seem to, and this could be editing. I don't know. Cause like I said, I was on the show and they were cool as fuck. I don't know what's going on in 
post, but it just, they seem to be so serious. I read another review on Twitter that said the show is depressing and it, it is, it's like a mixture. It's either really depressing or they're trying to do this like slapstick comedy thing. Like it does well, a little tennis match between the two. And I wonder, I think it, it's probably less Hulu, like, and we've talked about this a little bit before with last season. I think Hulu was like a little out of their element. Yes. It was really their thing. And they were the ones who kind of like caught the volley when E was over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they kind of let the Kardashians take the reins, which was also probably the part of the reason the Kardashians were interested in taking the Hulu deal. Mm-hmm. But they just don't get it. They go by these like older rules of like what's entertaining and like what's PR and like what's all this. And it's just, yeah, I feel like. They've had this chip in their shoulder for so long. They have to prove that they're legitimate instead of just making entertaining TV. Yeah. I think it's a good point you bring about Hulu because when they were on E, they were like E's bread and butter. Like even like now you think about how the show gets really little to no promo. They don't really get press. Like it's a whole nother thing. And then Hulu just kind of like. Here it is. They don't promote it. There's barely any commercials for it. And then they also, the thing Hulu does that you would never really, really do, every now and then they did, but Hulu is like constantly trying to produce other family reality TV shows. Like there's that one that's about to come out with 10 sisters. Did you see? I don't know what it's called, but it's it's like this family has 10 sisters. So it's like trying to be the Kardashians on like steroids and it's a brown family. I'm not sure what nationality they are, but they are not white. So I'm like, oh my God, like Hulu's like already planning their escape. (laughs) This doesn't work out. We got a family of 10 sisters. Yeah. Well, and I think I've kind of noticed this. I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Like kind of letting people feel better about like watching TV. Mm -hmm. Like obviously Madeline and I, I've never felt guilt about watching great TV or bad TV or whatever TV, just TV. Mm-hmm. I think there's definitely been a cultural shift in the last few years where it's like okay to watch a TV, but now even more so, it's okay to get into reality TV or mm-hmm. trash TV or yada, yada, yada. That I think now more than ever, it's easier to just go back to like, just make some like entertaining garbage. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't need to be earth shattering or like deep or. Yeah, I like that. It doesn't need to be no, deep. Like, like, just make some. Sh- and if you don't want to make that show, it's okay. Like, we don't need it. Like, you could also just like retire and like enjoy your riches, but you're like yelling at us that you're these deep, serious people and we need to believe you. And it's like, like, even. No. Like, even the, we don't even get, like, a family trip anymore. Yeah. The one trip they took to Miami, they were there for, like, two hours. (laughs) And, like, it wasn't really, nothing really happened. So, it's, like, I understand where they're coming from. Again, I people evolved, totally get it. I personally think they have outgrown reality TV. Like, leave this. Yeah, exactly. Or (laughs) give us specifically curated stuff. Yeah. Scott's design house show was a good example it didn't really work at the time but you know it's like yeah give them give them specific things exactly and i think speaking of scott i wrote that they're still using him to facilitate conversations and really just like sets up yeah so what do you guys think (laughs) and that's fine he's like i'll take it 
<laughs> like, I'll pick a paycheck, whatever. I'll take it. And that shit doesn't even bother me. At because all. it's like, we know that's what he's doing. I'm not bothered by it. Yeah. I get more bothered when Kim's like, oh my God, can you believe this article? Yeah, I wish they didn't do that. I would I would advise against that. Um, so next was Courtney's photo shoot for WSJ magazine for the Lemmy launch, which we found out that unless you all knew, Simon is a partner with Lemmy. I thought he might have been doing the PR, but he I is got a, that because he made this like emergency kit thing. Yeah, I remember that. That was like a person's name or something. Yeah, I did find similar vibes. So when they talked about that, I was like. Mm, I can see that now. Okay. So that makes sense. Um, five years in the making. Basically, she's talking about it took so long because of the pressure from Kim. Because <laughs> Kim was like, we've all have a thing. What's your thing? What's your thing? Although I still maintain that Courtney should have been the one to come up with like an honest company or like something home design because it's more believable from her. She is like the mom of the family. But, you know, I know Courtney's work... Uh, habits are different as well so this is probably something <laughs> more manageable for I, always, her. I, I don't know i always get the sense that courtney's in this episode kind of like enforce it like i feel like yeah a lot of her like lack of work ethic was definitely it always felt defiant it didn't necessarily <laughs> feel like she just was like i don't feel like it yeah yeah because it was very like don't tell me what to it do was always defiant it was always like for one reason or another, I don't think it was always just Kim, but it could be that she's the oldest, she's an Aries. Like, even as a child, she might have just been like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, because you want me to, I'm I, not doing it. And on the, also, I can appreciate she wants to work. She doesn't want to work too much. Yeah. You know I mean, it's like, not not well, too and much. why should she? Yeah, like, no, and I agree with that. Fine. I totally agree with that. <laughs> That's why I was like, damn, if you were Kim, you would have the honest company on lock. But Kim knows no one's buying baby products from her so she won't even that. um let's see she's still talking about the competitiveness with her and kim and she doesn't think kim has let it go she claims she has let it go which i think i will say in this respect to give that show a little bit of credit they're doing a good job of building they're yeah. building to some uh i mean yeah i'll thing. even admit like as a hater I think the dynamic with Kim and Courtney and like the authenticity that it seems like Courtney's giving mm -hmm. is the, one of the more interesting things they've talked about in like a really long time. It's the like, last thing we have, basically. Yeah, like, <laughs> let's be fucking honest. Like fourth wall down. Like be yeah. honest that like you guys have to have like a very strange relationship because your siblings. But you also got famous together, but you're also running businesses together. And also your dad died. It's like, there's so many layers of weirdness. So close in age. Yeah. Um, like, you let's guys just be a little bit more honest about that. Or don't. Lo love each other, quote, unquote, as family. And, and, that, and when I, I hear people say I love each other because they're family, that's kind of the obligatory, right? Like, I'm kind of yeah. obligated to, like, be there for you. But they genuinely, in my opinion, do not like each other. Like, they would never call each other up like, hey, girl, you want to go get coffee? <laughs> yeah. Like, they would never just, even when Courtney invited her to Travis's concert, it still didn't yeah. even seem like it was, like, sister time. Yeah. I mean, and, and again, we always talk about this because, like, Natalie has the fortune of being an only child. But, like, the fact that Kim is not the oldest child and she, has such 
audacity, I can just tell you right now, like, if I was even, like, remotely like that with my sister, who's the oldest, like, it would be World War Three. Like, <laughs> if that, like, helps, like, understand Courtney, like, a little bit better. Yeah. I have, I don't know anybody where, like, the not oldest child, especially girls, like, went against the oldest sibling, and the oldest sibling wasn't like, I will fucking end you. <laughs> like, it, I think Courtney is having to reconcile with this, like, weird pop culture phenomenon that happened that like her younger sister got more famous got the juice which again we don't th- say think well, that courtney cares about fame. fame yeah it's what fame it's what fame does to kimberly that yeah, makes it like your younger yeah. sister was like up in your grill 24 7 yeah that would my sister would literally like blow a gasket and then people get and, like, like really her for the remote if she came home for christmas one year <laughs> So, like, I can only imagine. And people get really, like, confused. Like, well, they're only 18 months apart. Courtney don't give a fuck. Like, 18 months, 18 years. She's like, I'm the oldest. She's the oldest. And we have always discussed this. Courtney's the one who went to college. Mm -hmm. She had more time under her belt, like, outside of the limelight. So... Yeah, their personalities just clash. Yeah, yeah, they, and they always will, like we said last week. The next scene was probably the worst scene I've seen on this show in a while. Malika comes to Chloe's house, and they just are basically basically, talk, yeah, basically talking about the cheek. And I just want to remind everyone that Courtney has, I mean, excuse me, Chloe has melanona. I don't know what that word is. Melanona? Melanoma. Melanoma? That's that thing. She's had it three times. Uh, I can happily say the Lee family has had so much melanoma. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. Unless you're non-melanated. Uh, every or... single person in our family has had a melanoma melanoma removed. My father's had several removed this year alone. Is what it is. The skin cancer, so. Um, Malika starts crying and I, Chloe looked genuinely freaked out. Like what is happening? And Malika's like my meal ticket. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you can't die. (laughs) I still need to go to the Met. (laughs) It's weird. Cause I, I kind of read in like both sides. Like at first I was like, gosh, Courtney or God, now I'm repeating Courtney. Chloe seemed sane for a second. I was like, yeah, Malika is like the, the normal one in that dynamic for sure. Just like Chloe just, trying to do that bleeding heart thing where it's like, it's nothing. <laughs> I'm fine. I can just weather all the storms. It's fine. Because like later in the episode, they talk about how she just like, she just takes it all on. She's just such a warrior. So strong. She's oh, so strong. I felt like this whole scene was a setup to make Chloe be like, oh my God, I'm fine girl and they were like oh it's okay if you're not fine <laughs> well malika's been like that she was with like that when courtney was having her thing she was like you know you've got it something going on inside of you and you've got like she's so dramatic this is the same woman that cried when chloe moved to cleveland and yep. remember courtney and kim were just like why is she crying like what is this <laughs> like it's always drama with this one 
sense of self. It's like, oh my gosh, like her entire existence is like making them feel like gassed up. And she did the same thing with that man, trash can. Mm. It's like, okay, Malika, I'm having a hard time like reading like <laughs> what your episodes are about. But as much like I said, as much as I was like, well, Chloe sees the light. I also felt like this entire scene was a setup to be like, cool, you just take on so much. I don't know. I think Malika's genuinely out of her mind. Like, I feel like she's the friend <laughs> that, true. yeah, I feel like she's the friend that will come to make you feel worse about things. Like, she was just like, yeah. like, I mean, like you said, Chloe probably is feeling some type of way of having a big fucking hole in her cheek and stitches. Yeah, I think that's fucked up. I would and be sad. Here comes Malika. This is like when your dad died. What is going on? Even Chloe was like, really? I don't know. I feel like I'm fine. And you're the same person who acted like nothingness when her baby daddy embarrassed her a thousand times. Which one is like or Chloe? We gotta be clear. I was like begging Tristan or Chloe to let Tristan like flower her with gifts and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, you you think this is worse than when her dad died? (laughs) She's like, yeah, I didn't know how to be for, there for you then. And this is the same thing. And Chloe's like, really? She's like, yeah, you've got to deal with the trauma. <laughs> and Chloe was like, what trauma? It was Malika, so I crazy. Need to go to therapy. I think Chloe needs to go to therapy. I think a person should not be around. Like, <laughs> And to your point, if it was a setup, I feel like Malika went off script. Yeah. I feel she like did. she was like, I'm going to go in there. And Chloe was like, that's too hard. That's too hard. <laughs> You don't need to say it's like my dad. Cut, cut. Where'd that come from? <laughs> it's like, it's inspired like, to make say. me a martyr, but like, you don't need to make it worse than that. Well, you don't need me to, don't make me look like weird. a goddamn like, psychopath. <laughs> like, when she was like, this is like when your dad died. I was like, she's lost her mind. Pull yourself together. Chloe's face, that whole conversation was like, okay, really? really? Oh, um, like she was trying to give a signal to the cameraman, like, Cut the camera. Dead ass. Dead ass. She's fucking going off script. And Chris is like, yeah, just keep it. Um, she made you look great. She made you look yeah, exactly. You look like the normal one. You look that's insane. The most sane you've looked on this show in years. I wrote so unnecessary dramatic, melodramatic. Oh my god, like the father passing away. And she was like Oh, and this was another thing. She she was like piling it on. She's like, you're so low right now. You are low. You're a single mom of two. Doesn't get any lower. Like she was just like. Pull <laughs> it together. Well, and I feel like Chloe is like, we, I say this like a glutton for punishment. I think this whole family has like an issue with that. And Malika clearly like feeds off of that. I always it seems like, it. like what is, like, the deal with Malika and Khadijah's, like, family? Because mm-hmm. Khadijah's, like, over there seemingly fine. And Malika just seems, like, so, like, entranced by their, like, oh, yeah. like, our suffering is so hard. <laughs> and it's, like, they're addicted to the, the suffering. Yeah. The one they talk about when, like, something bad is actually happening to them. Yeah. Like, oh, that, we'll never speak of that. But I had a non-cancerous growth removed, and it's just like my dad died. Ah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Pull it together. Yeah, Malika was doing a lot of. It was too much that scene. Way too much. Too too much. Next scene, Kylie was in Milan, 
Making Blush. <laughs> a very, very pink blush. Um, I find it interesting that Chris doesn't go on these trips anymore. I feel like she's like, you got it. Just like, um, go, go make your little lip gloss. Hang on. <laughs> Ralph Lauren's yacht. So if you could just work this one out for me. <laughs> solid. I'll see you later. You're just going to go pretend to mix some stuff up. Yada, yada, yada. It's just a scene for the show, honey. No decisions need to be made. You got this. You don't need me. Go have some tea. At the store. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. So she basically was in Milan at the store in London looking at her Kylie Cosmetics display and then mixed some makeup and went and got tea. I don't know. I don't think I missed anything. Now, I can appreciate this is like the fluff piece, but this is what I'm saying, how they go from like super dramatic. Your dad died. This reminds me of that. And now we're like, you know, playing in makeup in Milan. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, the only thing I noted here is she did bring up the Pac Sun uh appearances, the mall appearances, which not to sound like an auntie, but like kids these days will never know what a mall appearance, the power of a mall appearance, the power of going to a record store and seeing your favorite artist sign the record, or you be able to be like, hi, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, memories. Memories, yeah. The power of a club appearance. Don't even do club appearances anymore. I know. Well, and I, I feel like especially, like, this family and, like, the generation of, like, influencers, like, they make money off of just creating content. Mm-hmm. Like, before that, it was you made money off of appearances. Yeah, you're doing the legwork. So. <laughs> Putting your definitely. ass to work. Sit there and you're going to sign this for, like, two hours Take some pictures. But now I don't even know how effective. Obviously, Kylie can't do it. I mean, I feel like that's another level of fame. But I'm not sure how effective a mall appearance would even be these days. If anyone would even be interested. Because you have so much access sometimes to a certain celebrity. Like, do you remember, like, even Beyonce used to show up at Macy's to, like, promote her perfume and do, like, a meet and greet? Like, that shit's not happening anymore. Yeah, that's a good question. It's interesting. I feel like. You know, the next, the youngest generation now, like Gen Z or whatever is past Gen Z, they're kind of like sensory overloaded, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but they also, their phone is like an attachment. Like they don't think I'm connecting to the internet. Like they're like, they have that at all times. It's automatic. Yeah. 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 And also to like, they seek out real world like experiences but also when they're there like they don't speak (laughs) that's so true i don't know like what the answer is like i would love to pick one of their brains be like if your favorite celebrity was at the mall like would you talk to them or would you just like go up and mute and like have them sign something yeah would you or and also too how do you even know what's going on Uh, to your point is it just internet because we had even though the internet was good but we had like the radio would tell yeah. us or tv and i don't feel like they're listening to the radio or watching like yeah. traditional yeah, tv in that way so overwhelmed that they're like not really trying to consume content they're yeah. like, anything actively yeah so their whole like framework of stuff is totally different and i try to understand it with a husband who's a high school teacher but i'm like and a nephew who's 17 but i'm like i it's different. It's very yeah. different. So. It could either be little to no one shows up or too many fucking people would show up. Because yeah, and of, then security, yeah. like, all the things. Yeah. Like, I remember the fucking Twilight cast was at Stonestown Mall one morning. Oh, I was yeah. going to my internship. And I remember I was like, what the fuck is going on at Stonestown Mall? 
And then later on Perez Hilton, I found out that the oh, Twilight yeah. cast was at Stonestown Mall. And I was like, oh, I, another time I like uh, was dating this guy. I had came home for summer. I was a freshman. And right before I was going to like come back to, li- no, no, sophomore year. So I still lived in Sa- Sacramento and San Francisco. And my boyfriend or the guy I was dating, he would not give me the title. But anyway, my situationship uh, was in San Francisco. And I was like such a big Degrassi fan. And this is before Drake was Drake. He was still just Aubrey. Aubrey, Jimmy. Jimmy, wheelchair Jimmy. And I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, Degrassi is going to be at Stonestown Mall today. And you've got to go for me and get some autographs or a picture or something. And he's like, no, I'm not going to go. And I it was during the week and I was working. So I was like, I can't believe I'm missing this. <laughs> and then he calls me later that day. He's like, I tried to surprise you to get you like a picture or autograph for the Degrassi. He was like, there were so many fucking people at the mall. I couldn't even get in line. He's like, I couldn't do it. I was like, I thought that counts. I was like, who was there? Didn't watch Degrassi. So he's like the black one. (laughs) I was like, like, I was was like freaking out. But yeah, kids these days, you don't know about running to the mall to see like your favorite TV star. I remember as a kid, my father got a signature from Kenny the Snake Stabler. My dad's favorite Raiders player growing up at the <laughs> Reno Costco. <laughs> and my mom was like, we have to go because your dad's favorite football player is there and have him sign this thing. And I don't even think my dad could go. I can't really remember. He might remember better. But I think my mom and I and maybe my siblings went and he signed this thing and we gave it to my dad. I think that was like how it worked out. Yeah, yeah. A table at Costco and everyone was like freaking out. And it was him and another guy um, that were football players for the Raiders in Reno, Nevada. Yeah, people, they don't show up for signatures anymore. Like, I got like Doug Christie when Jack Chris, Jackie Christie was with him uh, outside JC Penney's in Sacramento. This, the one signing I ever went to, Kim Kardashian's the selfie, selfie book. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Not really. It was fun. The only successful signature I got, because one time when I was in third grade, my dad took me to uh, Virgin Records to get Immature Signature. If you guys know Immature, it's it's like an old boy band from the 90s. Marcus Houston is in it, who they tried to say was a Marion's brother. Yeah, but it was the line was so long. My dad didn't. Okay, here's the thing. I told my dad pick me up right after school, but I spent an hour in daycare, so it pushed everything back. It was because my dad was like, "No one's gonna be there. No one's gonna be there." The line was so long. I was out there all night. It rained, and they finally had to call it because you know they're like kids, so they're like, "Yeah, we're done." This I remember this one girl cried. This really, I mean, it was devastating to people because we didn't have social media back then. It was like your only chance to see them. But anyway, my only successful signature was at the fair in Sacramento. It was like kids day and T and Tamara were there and I stood in line and I actually got their signatures and I brought them like pens and stuff. And I still have that. That's my only, because people, Gen Z, these lines were fucking long. Like if you didn't like go early and camp out for like the really, I'm not talking about Jake the snake or whatever you were talking about. Like those have more like a certain clientele, like the like, (laughs) whatever his name is. The old fans show up, and that's a different fucking Yeah. He's Stabler the Snake. Stabler the Snake. That has a certain generation and audience. But we're talking, like, 
when T I'm talking sister, sister Tia and Tamara, not fucking Tamara Housley and Tia Hardwick. We're talking. I met her when she was Tamara Housley at the Giants game. Yikes. Not the same. <laughs> and I love me some sister, sister, but it was not the same. It's not the same. I'm talking curly haired. <laughs> of the moment. Tamara. Like they were hot. They were cool. Right. Like, right. All them. This is curly haired Tia and Tamara. Okay. Like the, this is a hot ticket, but like it's so rare. Like you'd have to be like super fucking dead. Don't even get me started about concerts at the mall. Where you can be like, oh, I saw her at the mall, or I saw him at the, the mall. Like Black Friday, where you had to like camp before it. Like that's what I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Get it? They don't understand what we sacrifice. Lady Gaga used to perform at like the smallest clubs in San Francisco, like Club Booty. Yeah. I think she was at. It's not Booty, like you think. It's like a pirate themed club. Booty SF. Booty SF. Thank you, Club Booty. That's funny. <laughs> booty SF. Have you ever been to Booty SF? It's fucking wild in there. Yeah. Or someone tweeted today about. Beauty bar, and I was like, "Oh, are still exist." Thanks, God. BSF, that was a great place. It was, and it's huge in there. Like, this is one of these clubs you think it's like, oh, cute. it's fucking huge. And I think everyone's on drugs. You have to be to coexist in there. Like, it doesn't have any like real music. If it's like, disassociate, and again, I think yeah. that's one thing I worry about the youth. They got used to solidarity as someone who can revert to hermit tendencies very same, easily. Same. I'm like, oh, I don't want them to miss out on the opportunity of just cramming into <laughs> a legal place that's gross and sweaty and like just be alive for a few minutes. Go be alive. I went there one time after I went to Cha Cha Cha's. I was like, oh, yeah. holy fuck. <laughs> that sangria will get you every time. Every fucking time. It was what a night. Ugh, I miss my wild and free days. Um so at Chris came to Scott's house. I had an issue with this scene too. Chris came to Scott's house to talk about Scott's car accident. And once again, we're using Scott for drama and a depressing conversation. It's so weird. Like, I'm glad he's back. But again, like we said earlier, it's like he's being given these like lines to keep the conversation going. Mm -hmm. So he's not even giving like authentic Scott. And then this car accident was like, Basically, him like not getting charged by the let's police. be honest, right? Like, he's just like retelling a story that did not happen. I'm like, mm, so, like, like their name or something. I'm like, why is this happening? Like, are we the jury? Like, why are we being told all these explicit details to prove he was fine? Like, right, because he was, was entertaining and it felt fake. He was cited for speeding and but he didn't he didn't get a crime or anything, which I think there was probably some intervention on that part because first of all, why are you speeding in a neighborhood? Like you're going to Courtney's house. Like I was just going to Courtney's house to pick up the kids. And then out of nowhere, my car just like rolled a thousand times. I'm like, mm. cleaned the blood off of me. I'm like, what? Like, first of all, there needs to be a certain speed acceleration for you to flip a car going down the street. Yeah. Like, that doesn't usually happen. So you clearly, something else was going on, which i rather they would not, like, to your point, we don't even have to talk about this car accident. We don't really care. Like, just ask Scott, what's he been up to? How's talentless? We don't really need, like, this really depressing car accident. It was story. like, it had that monologue feel, too, where he's like, yeah, at us. Like, he was explaining exactly what happened as if he was telling, like, a jury. 
Yeah. We're like, I buckled my seatbelt. Like, because even Chris like, and you had your seatbelt on, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I always do. And I think this also calls into question, like, this kind of goes back to, like, Kim's stuff with, like, dating. And even Chloe's face bandage kind of came up in press once in a while. But their weird insistence on it being, like, okay that it's, like, six months later. Mm-hmm. At least. Like, maybe at the time, I might have thought it was mildly interesting that I heard Scott was in a car accident. I barely remember that. So that why happened they, last like, August, by the way. Yeah, why are they making this, like, long-ass section of the show <laughs> about this thing that we're so desperate to hear what really happened? I'm like, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened literally August 2022. Now, it would be more interesting or you, if you were already filming a segment and he rolled his car and then you explained it. But, like, that's not it. Like, you're telling us this is exactly what happened in that car accident that you've been waiting on bated breath to learn the real story. It's like, no, actually, I forgot about it. And again, there's more. It's just more stuff that we aren't interested in versus we really don't know what Scott's been up to since yeah. he. We, I mean, and I understand Courtney probably is like, do not bring me up. And I totally get that. We don't want that either. But still, ask Scott about himself. Do you ever see yourself getting married? Do you ever see yourself having more kids? Yeah. Uh, like, what do you, I don't know, think about fucking climate change? I don't know. Ask him something interesting. Well, I feel like they lean so hard to these past couple episodes, like being like, Scott is family. He'll always be family. Yeah. And I'm like, well, last season, you acted like he straight up didn't exist. Then, meanwhile, like, Angela. Black Dr. Angela to you. Never hear anything. It's like, they just, they want us to keep up with them when they go through these, like, yo-yos of narratives. And then be like people and their narratives like how do how do we fight back these narratives i'm like how do i keep up with these narratives <laughs> last year you didn't even acknowledge that scott existed this year it's like you've told me 15 times in 10 seconds he's family although i did like how he's like well you guys never call me so <laughs> yeah he's like yeah call it out be like yeah well you didn't talk to me for like two years so i'll <laughs> tell you why i like rolled my car Here's what you missed. So three years ago, I got into a car accident. Yeah, I almost died like two years ago. And Penelope had to clean the blood off my face because none of you answered my phone call. I wasn't in like a band that was about to go back on tour. So you just stopped calling me. So anyways, I almost died. I'm fine now. To which I'm pretty sure that's not the first time Penelope's had to clean blood yeah. off of Scott. She seemed like it was a very routine, like yeah. just another that's Wednesday really over really here. Normal responsibility to put in a child. Like just another Wednesday. Mondays I clean up puke. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she seemed very unfazed, but also her too. She probably was like, "That was like two years ago." I don't. Like, you, you remember that happened, Lovey? I've moved on, Lovey. I moved on, Lovey. Talk about something else. Can you come up with some race three kids? The best survivor. A single mommy works two jobs. He loves her kids and never stops. <laughs> a gentle <laughs> and in the heart of a fighter. Heart of a fiber. That's, that's I'm a survivor. Did you ever watch Reba? Reba actually is jokes. Oh, I loved Reba. 
and the guy, um, Steve Howick or whatever, Richard. that was on Shameless was like the boyfriend. Yeah, the hot dumb boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Really? And the girl, his girlfriend's on fucking fuck that show on Netflix, Magnolia or something. What is her name? I don't want to look it up. Magnolia. It's Sweet Magnolias. That's that one that Britney Spears' sister's in. Yeah. Really Which cool. still watch it. Don't let that deter you. She's barely in it. Like it's such it's such a good corny ass show. It's like white Tyler Perry shit. Like life <laughs> life lifetime shows. Yeah. Yes, like all that shit. And I got hooked. I I remember I just watched it because I was like, oh, what's this? I'll just. I was like, what the hell is this? It was so good. It's like a, it's like a um, Anna Garcia Swisher. It's like she a soap opera. Swisher, Stuff's happening. Oh my God, she married Nick Swisher. Twisty turns. Player. Yes. Oh, I fell down that her rabbit brother, hole. He had a brother that was on the A's. I fell deep in that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so Chris went to Chloe's house. It's more t- cheat talk. Oh, we're skipping this. I can't do it anymore. It's so dumb. <laughs> Bye. We're by, we're over that meeting with the, the so they had their meeting with Dolce and Cabana. I noted some things on here. I noted that the Skimmed creative director was in this meeting, or I don't know if she was in this one, but she was in a Dolce and Cabana meeting, which I thought was very like strange. I didn't think there. That just seems like a strange crossover because your Skims is like lingerie. Da da da. I don't know. I just felt like. Unless Kim, like, blends her teams all the time, but I just thought that was I strange. feel like it's all, especially after we learned about Lou Taylor, the crazy lady that was part of Britney Spears' conservative ship, had, like, all those deals and LLCs and stuff with the Kardashians as well as Travis Scott and Astroworld. I think they just use their businesses as, like, not even shell companies, like, mm-hmm. not intentionally trying to, like, divert attention or whatever but i just think they just utilize what they have as a company mm-hmm. to, like do things that will make the money They're like hey why don't you just come to this meeting yeah like, they see everything as like how do we facilitate increasing money coming in and kim stylist was there who she should fire i'm just gonna say it. i don't I'm not saying she's a bad stylist i don't think she styles Super kim well danny or whatever yeah i don't think she styles kim well even her met gala look that shit was kim was drowning in her own met gala look because kim is only like what five four on a good day I don't think she was wearing those weird <laughs> random shoes yeah i didn't like it I was like, the corset that they made for her was this special like pearl silk but then everyone thought it was shapewear like yeah. everyone thought it was just like oh you bought it ross really missed the mark like people just everyone just assumed it was like an undergarment yeah i don't i don't like her styling but, either, but here- it should have been an undergarment that was skims or not look like an undergarment yeah the whole outfit should have been 86 but yeah i don't, I don't like it also too they gave her like so when you, she's going through things and they're like there's a, a scene where or a, a time when like the vp of entertainment whatever the fuck that dolce gabbana person is and she's like because kim's the creative director we should have her involved in every aspect the lighting the music da, da, da. i was like so they're trying everything to convince kim this is a real title <laughs> And also, she doesn't want to be involved in the lighting. I can guarantee you that. Someone who 
works under a creative director. I'm a graphic designer. I've worked under many creative directors. That's not the... Like, that's not what a creative director does. Like, do they have a say in it? Do people check in with them and say, like, does this check out? Sure. But, like, you hire people who are really good at lighting. Like, you hire people that are good at styling. You have, And then sometimes the creative director checks in on all those things, but not, like, always. It's not, like, the de, the de facto. Like, yeah. they're just telling her that so she thinks it's cool. They're just listing things. It reminded me of, if you haven't seen it, somebody out there listening has seen it. Have you seen this episode of The Golden Girls where uh, basically Dorothy needs someone to watch Sophia during the day? <laughs> so she tells her she got her a job at this old folks' home as an activities coordinator. So she goes thinking she's the activities coordinator and then she takes people like on a field trip and the the owner's like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I can't let her think she's the activities coordinator. And she's like, Dorothy, (laughs) is this true? You made an old fool of me. That's what I feel like they're doing with Kim. Like, just tell her she's a creative director. Well, and again, Kim is so delusional. She'll take anything. And I think she really wants to, again, their weird obsession with like proving they're not just reality show people like especially with Kim and Kanye like Kanye was the one who introduced her to this world of fashion and now she's trying to prove it like be realistic Dolce & Gabbana was on the outs even if you weren't even a person who knew about their like problems or problematic points of view it they weren't necessarily like a fashion house people were thinking of they're trying everything Mm -hmm. it's like be realistic Kim like why are they asking you to do all this stuff all of a sudden yeah yeah why are they asking all of all of the all of the family Corey yeah Corey after Corey out of the line everything after Corey if they would have I did all that stuff and then they asked Corey to do a silk PJ line I would have felt so invalidated. Bending over backwards (laughs) to prove that A, she didn't shit on Courtney, and B, she was like this golden god they came to. And then their step, not even dad, gets a PJ line. (laughs) Come on, be serious. Logan Roy, you're not serious people. Uh, Kim said she had a pulse on what people want to wear. Do you, Kim? Do you? Because I don't think you do. And then uh, when they were talking about, basically, she was basically, so this is where, I think this is the point where she decided she was going to wear that shit to Courtney's wedding. Because she says, um, the customers will love to buy the looks worn by me. And yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. And she that's, like there it is. Wig. She had all the things. Like, it was very clearly calculated and curated. Because the same outfit she wore to Courtney's wedding or the wedding reception or both, whatever, that is the same. They made, excuse me, they made an outfit from that fit, if you if you can follow that. So I think that was like an archive piece. And then yeah. they made like a cheaper fucking uh, sheen version for the runway. Fucking Chloe and Chicago <laughs> are wearing that same outfit at the runway show. Yeah. So you can't tell me. I'm like, oh, that's when she. It might well, have now, for her like, that she's gonna wear Lisa that. Vanderpump. And like all these people have worn like versions of it. It's like, yeah, that's what we were, you were doing, Kim. And you can lie all you want. I was like, oh, bitch, she should have said that because I'm like, sure she I was like, it would have just been better if she had said straight out again. This 
this would cause her hives. But she could have just been like, it's unfortunate timing if Courtney felt like this took her thunder away. But like Dolce & Gabbana, like talked to all of us about like brand partnerships. And it just seemed like realistic to strike where the iron's hot. And like right. we're all going to be there. And like it made sense. Or go to Courtney. But no, she has to make it seem like it was this big conspiracy that like they wanted her to be a creative director for years and she has this genius mind and she's like god shut the fuck up i think it's funny she was really trying to act like i just don't want to be the center of attention i, I just don't yes, want do. my and picture all, up. It's just, I all you want and it's not bad just own that she's like i just can't and then someone on the dolce and gabbana team was like this is the time for dolce and gabbana to celebrate kim you're the biggest pop star in the world. And I'm thinking, okay, pop star. That. Like, what the fuck? I think that must be a language bearer. Like, they don't know what, like, maybe pop what culture. Pop maybe they meant pop culture star or pop culture well, icon. I mean, it's not wrong to think she'll cause a stir when she does anything. Yeah. But, like, what, this long-ass conversation that she's, like, this cultural zeitgeist. When it's, like, people are so fried right now. Even us, me and Natalie, deep pop culture consumers, you cannot remember something that happened like a week ago. Like right. in the pop no. culture world. True, true story. And that's anything. So the Kardashians to try to compete in that, it's not realistic. So for them to be like, oh, she's like the mold that we we're all formed from. It's like, sure, maybe 10 years ago, I was watching or reading this article that like the idol, the show was like, God, the weekend, the weekend, Sam Levinson. It's like two, one to two decades late. Like yeah. the whole PR spin, and this family's like that. It's like the PR spin, the narrative of like the young ingenue and like the older people in the industry. Like it just doesn't exist anymore. We're all just like overwhelmed and consuming way too much content at any given time. But it's like nothing sticks. Nothing. Yeah. Um, Why would it be Kim being like, my Dolce & Gabbana capsule collection? No. No one remembered that that happened. Oh, I know. I, I literally had to go back and look up the date. I'm like, when was this? When was that? When was that? Um, basically, and then Kim basically ends the episode on <laughs> literally this sentence. She never wants to fight with family. That's a lie, and you know it. You literally <laughs> punched Courtney in the face. She said, I never want to fight with family. That's very much giving the person who's like, I don't like drama. Well, she said that too in the, the person, episode. She I was like, like drama. She, the person who starts the drama and instigates the drama and perpetuates the drama. Remember in the beginning of the episode, she told Chris, I just hate that I always bring the drama. You I are the drama. It. I Is can't believe it. Am I the drama? I yes, the drama. You are the drama. Um, ne next week. It gets it confirms my confusion from the first episode when she was like, I just want to stay at home. But if I want to date five people, I will, right? And she's like already talking to somebody. Can we pause for a second? Sure. Natalie just pulled up her screen. And she was listening to Susan Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Susan Boyle. The years won't even know. The years won't even know. I thought you paused because you could see yourself when I shared the screen. I thought it was confusing you. So I was like, oh, that shit. 
losing. Boil. I'm crying. Explain to the class. This <laughs> isn't boil is. You talk. I'm in tears. Okay. Huh. Susan Boyle. <laughs> that is a song. Like her. And the person pulled up on Spotify. <laughs> oh man, who I don't even know if I can explain who Susan Bull is. Is she she's British, obviously? British? I guess. So is no, she like she's like a little weird looking? <laughs> she's this little lady who like exploded on the scene on fucking X Factor, I believe. And yeah. she, <laughs> British UK X Factor. <laughs> she's the voice of a goddamn angel. <laughs> She does. Just I was thinking like British old lady William Hung, but like also the yeah. younger people don't know who that is either. <laughs> right. <laughs> get educated. Google Susan Boyle. Okay, I'll tell you how I came to listen to her today. So I was on Daily Mail. <laughs> First of all, like this story is not going to make it any better, but <laughs> I was on Daily Mail and I saw an article that Susan Boyle had a stroke and she had, oh. was she was made a comeback because I guess she performed on tv so i was like what susan boyle is stroke so i'm like i gotta read about this <laughs> so i read the article and then the article it said she hadn't been seen since 2019 promoting her album i think it's called seven i don't know let's see i was just listening to it 10 <laughs> not seven ten. and so i was like what she had a new album <laughs> it's like i've gotta listen to this <laughs> so yeah i was listening to susan boyle i was trying to keep up and like What's Susan been up to? Huh. I'm in tears. Cause I and I put it like on the fucking um Apple speaker in my room so it could be yeah. really loud. <laughs> hey, there's no judgment here. I listen <sighs> to a lot of weird stuff in my personal time. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, does that say Susan Boyle? <laughs> it was and I listened. <laughs> yeah, <it's Susan. laughs> I listened to I Dreamed a Dream and I was like, what? Susan saying that? <laughs> The song from Les Mis. <laughs> yes, so I was floored. I was like, "What a talent!" You know how hard that song is. <laughs> it is from Les Mis. I was like, "I've got to hear more." So I went to the Ten album and was like, "Yes, Susan, go I off." Out there, relate to this. Natalie <laughs> and I are both recovered Gleeks. Right, right. She has a lot of covers. That's another reason I, I like her. Didn't think I was like a musical girl. And I still like to think I don't like musicals. But <laughs> when I think about it, I was like, I really love Glee. Right. I listen to a lot of movie soundtracks. Exactly. It's just a different type yeah, of musical. Hamilton. I'm like, maybe I am a musical girl. Just crossover. The Tonys I are this Sunday, by the way. with American Idol. The Tonys are this Sunday, and I think I'll be, I'll be out of town. I'm pissed. I'm like, God damn it. I'm going to have to record that. Right. God damn it. Shout out to Yaya. I think Yaya got a nominate for a Tony. Yeah. Can you get him on a, the show ever? Like, hey, can you come on? He's like, he, he's like Kim now. He has a brand to think about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I remember when Lamar was in the, like, caught up in the brothel, he, like, sent me all these, like, Kardashian memes about it. People love this stuff. Like, maybe he just wants a break from, like, being a professional actor, senior dancer person. He He would love to be on this. 
Oh my god, if we can get Coleman, oh, oh my that god. actually probably be better than Yaya to be honest. He's, like, well, he's gonna be in the new color purple. Color purple? I know. My I talked to gonna hate Coleman Domingo now, and I'm like, no. <laughs> I know he's like the meanest person. <laughs> the best um i talked to my friend that's actually friends with him i talked to him this past he's the one that called me at 11 p.m drunk of course and of course i'm just letting him talk because all of me wants to be like so you think we get tickets to the premiere like what's coleman Coleman lately what's he been up to and also if anyone has any like hookups on a susan boyle concert <laughs> please <laughs> let me know or we can get her on the pod that'd be cool too. <laughs> oh i can't breathe <clears throat> fuck that's hilarious i made sure to like close my like windows of my porn and I, well, my youtube when, like, people yeah usually when like people are like sharing screens and stuff i just kind of like look away because i don't want to like accidentally see something they're not supposed to see especially if it's like slack or something like, yeah what yeah, yeah. That but it was like it just like popped up. <laughs> susan boyle i was like wait a minute i mean it's susan boyle live in concerts live 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 from madison square garden Susan, Susan Boyle. Boyle. Oh, God bless her. <clears throat> She's made a recovery, if you're wondering. Uh, this email, we're doing tire mail. Tire mail. Dedicated to Susan Boyle. Um, <laughs> hello again. Hi, ladies. Long time listener here, and I've lost count on how many times I've written in. Happy you guys are back and hopefully doing episodes as episodes of the Hulu show come out. I made the apps. You're trying. I made the absolute mistake of listening to some. Of Kim's podcast appearances. My God, it was actually painful. Does she get a check every time she talks about her morning madness? I swear the amount that she complains about her kids could be used in court against her in a custody hearing. Every single time she's on a podcast, she's simultaneously talking about how happy and carefree she is, while she is also constantly complaining about the amount of stress she's under. Whatever era she's in gives me a headache. Not even sure how this went down with D&G, Dolce & Gabbana, after Courtney's wedding, but I already know I'm team court. Kim and Chloe, with this disease of needing to appear to work hard in an effort to seem real, totally backfires. My sister literally said to me yesterday, why did Chloe just post about getting up at 5 a.m.? If I had all that money, you wouldn't see me before noon. And she's right. Have you guys listened to these podcasts? It's insane. Also, thoughts on Queen Sophia Richie's wedding and Kylie supposedly copying her style in Paris. Also, I love you two talking about the scandal. I need your full thoughts. I'm writing this pre-reunion part two. And the, all the love. Thanks for doing the pod, loyal I stopped listening. I used to listen to Kim's podcast just to get, like, more insight. And I stopped because they're so – I don't learn anything new. You know what I mean? So I don't need to listen to it. And she does sit. I think she, like, I've always had this theory, especially since Kanye's left. She says things for a soundbite. Like, I don't think she necessarily believes or thinks we believe a lot of stuff she says. But she's like, if they can get a soundbite and go viral, I'm fine yeah. with that. I think she's always thinking, like, strategically. And I think that's probably also why you hear her, like, say the same stuff over again. And actors do this, too. Like, Lady Gaga would say, like, a million times over. There can be a hundred people in the room and 99% don't believe in you or whatever. And one person does. She did the, like the whole press tour for A Star is Born. Like it's not unheard of. Like especially if you're doing podcasts, you're booking a bunch at the same time because the pitch is that you're promoting something. 
I think just with Kim, the hard part, it's just... She really... Again, talking to, to this episode, it's like, are you convincing me or yourself? Like, it, it just always feels like this, like, active thing where they're actively trying to get us to believe something. And it's like, I'm just here. Yeah. And to the writer... Content, like, I don't, I don't want to be convinced of anything. I'm just here to enjoy. And to the writer's point, it's always, like, this carefree... Even to the last... The finale of last season when she's like, I want to take North with me to Paris so she can see work is fun. She didn't have a... We didn't see any fun being had in that episode. It was, like... Dragging North everywhere. It was stress. Outfits. It was, like, I'm stressed out. I can't sleep. And I think I would appreciate her interviews more if they were kind of like what Kathleen's talking about. A little bit less about the stress and all that. Like, what'd you have for breakfast? Like, just tell us some like, fun shit. Like, us? like, if you're like, just go to dinner. Yeah. Tell us. We don't care. Yeah. But I also, think. Tell us the ways it's harder because you're rich. Don't tell us you're a single mom struggling because yeah. those things are not resonating with anybody. It, like, they're not. They're I'd, not. I'd rather hear about what's it like to be an uber famous person or. And why that's hard, or here are the ways I enjoy my life because I'm uber famous. I would be happy to hear how much your life is enjoyable because you have a million dollars. Yeah. I don't care. Or just like some fun stuff because, like, and again, you have to get the right interviewer. I always say that too. Like, don't fucking bullshit us. We know you're out here hooking up with guys. We don't need names, but let's talk about some fun hookups you've had. Yeah. Like, just give like, us some juice. What's like give us details so that we'll guess? Just be like, I yeah. hooked up this dude. You don't have to say where or what. Just be like, I hooked up this dude. It's crazy because, like, my phone started ringing in the middle <laughs> and it was Hulu and I had to answer it. Right. Even something from, like... I'm not even curious who that man was. I'm just like, cool. That would be cool to know that your life is extremely different than mine. Yeah. Something, even from your 20s, even something we've never known. Like, what's, like, the best gesture a famous person has done to try to court you? Like, some shit like that. Like... What stuff have you been sent? Like Exactly. Exactly. Give us the... about being famous? Who's... Who was rude to you when you were first coming up and now that is an actual friend? Like, that'd be kind of interesting to know. Like, like I don't know. Or give us a Met Gala fucking story. Like, what's the craziest thing you've yeah, seen None of us know what happened after you got inside, after you changed your dress two times and Pete got a spray tan. Yeah. <laughs> all of that and ad nauseum for three months. Right. But we don't get to know what happened after that. And again, I, I think it's really interesting. I've always said she's always tried to position herself as the sex, sexy icon. Even like next episode with this new guy, it's all about desirability, right? Like this, I've already got all these I'm guys that want me, which is I'm great. Working. But we don't really know anything about Kim's sex life. Like she's not really Miss Sex. Like it's quite interesting that podcasts haven't been like, oh, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying always ask her what's her favorite position, but maybe something like something, like what gets you in the mood? Like, what gets the, you in the mood? Or like what's the sexiest thing a guy can do for like, you? Recycling language that she heard on the internet. Yeah. You would think she would be, and maybe again, she's so hell-bent on being the serious lawyer, but she would be like the perfect person for the girliest fucking feminine, most feminine content. Like yeah. What's your self-care day look like? You know, all that bullshit. <laughs> like a, a 17 magazine, if you will. She should read like a 17 magazine. But 
it's all this like oh, the kids so crazy and oh my god I can't take it so I'm depressed ah! I cry myself like one podcast she I think it was Jay Shetty which don't even get me started I don't really who's doing <laughs> booking at fucking Jay Shetty that show has gone in such a crazy direction but she was talking about she like cries herself to sleep at night and I'm like Jesus Christ <laughs> it's so depressing all the time like in Jay Shetty's podcast, is supposed to be like a real uplifting, almost self-help to an extent podcast. And she was just like, I cry myself to sleep at night and it's so hard. And it's like, we've got to, we've got to, okay, we've got to make that pivot into like, I'm not going to call it healing. And maybe that's too deep of a word, but we've got to make a pivot somewhere and get a little bit more uplifting interviews and content on the show. Um, the writer also asked about Sophia Richie's wedding. Fucking phenomenal. Sophia's Richie, Sophia Richie's wedding is a great example of old money, which Lionel Richie is, old classic Hollywood, um, which Lionel Richie is. That wedding was classy. It was fashionable. It was tasteful, uh, aesthetically pleasing in every fucking way. Even Sophia, when she was just um, hanging out that weekend, I think it was in Italy. Don't quote me on that, but she had vintage Chanel on. Vintage Chanel. I mean, Sophia Richie, bitch, you fucking did that. You did that. I mean... I was, I was, I admit, I didn't see it for Sophia because she was like hanging out with Scott and hanging out with Justin Bieber. And I was like, oh, this bitch is lost. We've lost her. But she, she turned it around quicker than Nicole. Yeah. I was, I don't even, I, I like to think she didn't hire anybody too. Like it seems natural. I think realistically. What do you mean hire somebody? Like a, a stylist. Okay. 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 I'm sure she has people helping her, but it feels like this evolution felt felt natural. Yeah. Yeah. Felt authentic. Probably not, but that's just credit to her that it's convincing. Yeah. 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 And his family is kind of like old school, like music. Yeah. Like money people. So maybe they had a person that they just like sent to her, but it felt effortless. I don't care if you have people telling you what to wear, if it feels. It like felt like daughter of not a musician. It felt like the daughter of like the owner of Chevron. You know, like you know how you Randy found out like these billionaires it have definitely kids. Definitely gave me like Carolyn Bassett, uh, John F. Kennedy's Jr. Yeah, yeah, wife. yes. They gave it Kennedy. Like, it did like give Kennedy naturally chic all the time. And yeah, you know that that was calculated because they're politicians, but like they just. They wore it well. It was, it was calculated in a good way where the press was calculated. Like Vogue had all the exclusive photos and Instagram. It wasn't calculated in the way, and it's not shade, just showing a difference. Courtney's wedding, when they had to rely on paparazzi. Yeah. There's a difference there. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you're like, yeah, I invited a paparazzi to take my pictures and I look cool. I I feel like we're at the place in culture where it's like, it's okay if you're giving us content. That's what everyone does now. It just has to land and it has to feel like you mean it when you say it, I guess. So so I felt like Sophia is landing the looks, I will say. I think that's the easiest way to say it. She's landing it. Um, Sticky, the landing. 
There was so Kylie was last time she was in Paris was like, like I think last week or week before last, and she had all these looks and she did a video on on Twitter with like first we serve cunt then we serve none of the outfits were serving cunt by the way they're very like <laughs> your everyday look, outfit. They all look too to again to back to Sophia being like effortless. It very much felt like Kylie was like I got told to put this stuff on. That's more like chic and parisian or whatever and then when she was like randomly wearing like a tube dress yeah the black tube dress I was like, looks, she was like <laughs> and like hitting it it was like and all the other ones she was just kind of standing there like all right this is the outfit they put on me yeah i was like okay <laughs> i will say i get why sophie and kylie get compared so much because they're like the same age for same yeah. era friends. but but at the same time i'll speak on behalf of sophia richie don't ever fucking compare kylie jenner to motherfucking Sophia Richie of the Richie family. Yeah. <laughs> Daughter of Lionel goddamn Richie. It they're that's they're playing two different games in two different fields. Like, yeah. please. Um, Sophia Richie's content too is so to Kathleen's point again, effortless and authentic and goddamn adorable. Like I saw one TikTok she had today where she's like playing dress up in her closet. Like she's putting a bunch of shit on and her husband walks in. You can't see him on camera. And she looks genuinely like embarrassed because she looks ridiculous. And he's like, are you, are you filming? And she's like, uh, yeah. He's like, you look adorable. You look like a little old lady. And she's like, thanks. And she cracks it. Like it's a very authentic, like sweet <laughs> moment. Or she's like doing her makeup and talking. Like Sophia Richie, I'm just so proud of her. Cause that Scott shit, I'm telling you, had me that worried. <laughs> I know Lionel was worried. I know Lionel probably was like, okay, bitch, yeah. you're gonna go break up with him. This is fucking over. I was scared. Long, <laughs> it went on way too long. It went on way too long. I was so terrified for her. I was like, oh God. This can't be it. This can't no, be it for her. As a teenager that went three years. Yeah. That's too long. That's way too long on everybody's behalf. But um, gosh, shout out to Sophia Ritchie. Um, okay, let's we can talk about scandal maybe next episode. And okay, so I always say you're better. I like I mentioned it, it several times already okay. in this episode. So I feel like hopefully this person feels fed. Scandal <laughs> still going on. There's one more episode of the reunion before we know all the details. So we can always revisit it next week. By the way, the, the Kim and Chloe, and it's really, I feel like Chris has put that this on all the girls, the appearance to look like they're working hard in some capacity, even with the workouts in the gym. And I always say with Chloe, even though I think she's like the reason for the season for keeping up, because she really provides, between her and Courtney, they provide most of the content. But I feel bad that, I feel that Chloe had to really take on the fitness girly um aesthetic and role in this family which really fucking sucks because she has to post things like up at 5 a.m at the gym and it's like why <laughs> why are you there so early it's and it's in her own house i'm like you're there way too early yeah but that's I, like kind of her role so i feel like she I has to do like that. if you wanted to get deeper about society there's like some misogyny like involved with like women having to prove something to be like financially successful but I think this family specifically, it's like coming from reality TV, like they feel like they have to prove it, which we always talk about. It's like outdated. Like nowadays, like reality stars, like they it's well everyone's on in on it. Yeah. Every, the fourth wall has come down. Like everyone's like, oh, if you're on a show and you get some followers, people will pay you money. 
because you have a platform. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Maybe you can put they out a lipstick. I feel an exception to the rule, which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Is like they always want to feel like, oh, we're special. Well, even Kylie did that I go this to the episode. Gym at five, and Kim has a law degree. It's like, we, we don't need that. You could just be famous. Like, That's even fine. Kylie spit that this episode she was like our moms always told us to work hard i'm like girl you went to milan and played in bush like give us a break it's fine you could be a nepo baby that yeah. put out a makeup line i don't well, care that's where it was like appreciated courtney in those times where she was just like yeah like why would i work if i don't need to right right like yes thank you why would you why would i show up to this meeting <laughs> now i it's okay if you say, I need to work because I need to have a sense of purpose. I would love for Kim to say that out loud once in a while. Like, I'm a workaholic because I lack security in who I am as a person and I'm freaking out. So I'm working constantly. I have some childhood trauma I haven't worked through. So I'm I need to stay the busy. Of death. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay, then at least you're being honest. This episode, by the way, before I do the last tire melt, she said, uh, when they were talking about the article, she was like, I mean, look at me. Like, I said I wanted to lose weight and people, like, came for me. And I'm like, well, that's not quite how that happened. You were already pretty small. You gave, and- like, 15 interviews where you're like, oh, my God, I haven't eaten in three days. So I'm yeah. to Marilyn Monroe's dress. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you did some you're extreme like, weight loss at us. to try to fit in a dress for 20 seconds that you that didn't no really wear. About, and everyone forgot about and it didn't even fit. And it was just like. I was like, eh, that's not quite what happened. You to blurt out in multiple interviews, like, oh my God, I haven't eaten because I have to fit Marilyn Monroe's dress. And like, did you know that me and Pete Davidson have sex? <laughs> yeah. Hoda? Did you know that, Hoda? It's 8 a.m. in the morning. Did you Hoda. know that I have sex with Pete oh, yeah. Davidson? Me and Pete love skincare. We specifically love the we skin. We wash her face exfoliant. and then we have sex. And then I don't eat so that I can put on a dead woman's dress. Yeah, I was like, Kimberly! That's so not- iconic. Um, the last one is, and we are back to boring again. This one's kind of lengthy, so bear with me. Just when we thought the show was interesting again, they gave us the second episode. First of all, all the explaining and defending themselves. Shut the fuck up. If I were Scott, I'd be like, did y'all really call me for this? Just say we now have kids, so no, we don't feel comfortable Sharing as much as before. End of story. I agree with that. But to actually say I share so much. My ex-boyfriend was on the show and I shared everything. Cam, you're a pathological liar. Just be quiet. Seriously, we saw a lot more shit show happening in the media. And all you showed on your show was you trying to get your ass into the Marilyn Monroe dress. And to actually complain because she's criticized over saying she wanted to lose weight. You're Kim Kardashian. You breathe, you're criticized. I'm not saying that's correct. But it's also been like this and you love it. You love the attention, whether it's good or bad. You love it. I seriously couldn't stop rolling my eyes with all the complaining because the fans were saying the second season was boring. Sorry, we're not Chloe and we're not going to be up your ass 24-7. Pause. This is like that episode when Kendall went to Vegas and complained the whole time when she was just, (laughs) oh God, another private plane. I just, oh my goodness. A private plane for my private party and I'm going to make $2 million. And I was like, the complaining is at an all-time high. Yeah, it was a lot of complaining. 
And speaking of Chloe, like, we get it. Poor you. Everything bad happens to you. But, like, she's such a negative Nancy. No wonder bad shit keeps happening to her. And she's always trying to put this mask that everything is fine. But at the same time, she's like Erica on Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, didn't I say that? (laughs) Tom's house was broken into. And he confronted the burglar. And then had to go have eye surgery. And then my son had to go over and help. And then my son rolled his car five times on on the own way home. Yeah, I'm under a lot of stress. Did I say that? I'm like, yes, literally. Yeah. Erica. Plus Malika is over there crying exclamation point. And she can't even be like, you know what? I'm so lucky to have someone like her in my life. She just keeps speaking about her problems. Nothing positive going on. I truly think Malika is Chloe's soulmate. They should just move in together, do everything together, and just call random guys whenever they want to have sex and call it a day. Maybe this is this way. Chloe will stop complaining. They can do like a little golden girl situation. Yeah. I also wanted to say this a while back, but am I the only one who sees how toxic Chloe is? The way she talks about Courtney, the faces she makes, the way she looks at her, like, how jealous are you? And Courtney still gives her the time of day. Like, Courtney, girl, she's bad vibes. Stay away from her. She ended with toxic Scott. It's time to end with toxic Chloe. Honestly, would never think I would say this, but Kylie and Ken are my favorites right now, just because they're authentic. They have always been like, this is what we are sharing. This is how we are. If you don't like it, it's fine. We don't need this fucking show. While Kim and Chloe are like, please, we need this. What do you want? Sharing more? We did all we could. Please watch our show. And Kim saying she does the show to help people? Girl, girl. Like, where do you even come up with this shit? Your mind amazes me. (laughs) Also, can I say that Chloe loves the narrative of Courtney being a bad mom, but am I the only one that feels bad for Tatum? We get that surrogacy was hard for you, but now it looks like she bought a puppy. (laughs) She bought a puppy and doesn't connect with the puppy. She talks like she has more chemistry with True's cat than her own son. (laughs) I mean, that's your child, and he's going to grow up and see your mommy say, oh, not much is happening in my life. Oh, wait, I had a baby. She literally never said a good thing about her son. It's not the kid's fault that you were dumb enough to give Tristan another chance. Her feelings are valid about surrogacy, but can't she at least be like, he's he's the best at sleeping. He's so calm. He makes the cutest faces. I don't know. Some stupid things moms say about their kids. (laughs) I would hate to grow up and see my mom just complain about the fact that I was in her life because of my father's mistakes. At least Courtney loves her kids unconditionally and shows it. Okay, I'll shut up now. Thanks for reading my email. And as always, you're doing amazing, sweeties. P.S. When did Scott become all sweet home Alabama? What was that outfit and hair? Oh, and can't wait to see the next episode. The biggest pop star in the world, Kim Kardashian, queen of fashion, not knowing how to put an outfit together for her stylist. I'm almost perfect. <laughs> no notes. No notes. <laughs> That's so true. She, her <laughs> fucking stylist, who I wish she'd fire, forgot her passport, and Kim's like, weird "Oh fuck! Instagram How am I supposed to put these outfits together?" It's <laughs> art. <laughs> That email was so funny. Not to say I agree with everything in it, but it was it was comical. Like the Malika's and Chloe thing. I, I don't. I still think Chloe had the right reaction to Malika. She was too much. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. It's like, girl, I called you over here to film a nice, calm scene with me, and you're turning this into, you know, for best drama, Malika hack. <laughs> like, calm down. Another movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. 
That's another good question. I wonder what Malika lives off of. Not like it's our business, but just out of curiosity. She did, her and her sister did act. I wonder if she just lives off child support, which by the way, I'm not mad at her. I fucking would. If I have a celebrity or like a famous Uh, rapper's baby, bitch, I'm going to go sit my ass down and raise your child. Just make sure the check is on time. I'm um, trying to see if I don't think there's has any questions or anything we have to address. Yeah, Scott. Scott actually didn't look as big as he usually does, like in paparazzi pictures. I was surprised by that because long hair and he's like tucking it under the hat. Yeah, like, is he worried about his hair or like that's just what he does during the day? I don't know. Yeah, Scott has really. I mean, the Lord Disick is not really the Lord Disick these days. It's very much right now. But you know what? Good for him. Good for him, right? If that's if he's comfortable that way, I really, I will say, I sincerely hope he's living a healthier. I don't know if he'll ever just live a straight life, but hopefully, he's living a healthier lifestyle than what they used to highlight on the show. I don't know. Scott never seems well to me. I guess he's always kind (laughs) of like, hey. Well, you guys don't call me, so so I rolled the car. <laughs> like he never really seems upbeat and very like energetic or anything, so it's a little concerning. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, like we said last week, it's gonna be Kim talking to some guy named Fred, pseudo name, and going to Milan without her terrible ass stylist, um, mm-hmm. which. I hope they give us like a little bit more. Uh, there's some more reference because if she's already going to Milan, that means Courtney's wedding already happened. Correct. Ooh. That's true. Yeah. That's technically four months after Courtney's wedding from the research I did. So I'm like, I wonder if this episode will have a little more. I definitely feel like we said this last week. I feel like is seeming very heavy-handed and trying to prove the timeline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was not bad for Courtney. So I question all of it. Yeah. I question how they're going to like finally bring it together. Yeah. It shall be interesting. Well, actually, it should come together next episode because I distinctly remember Courtney was... I remember when that happened, I said Courtney was not at the Dolce Cabana show. And I said, that's very weird because Dolce Cabana did her wedding. So you think it'd be like a correlation. I think it had already happened. Yeah. Like, so Whatever we're watching now is Kim just trying to make it seem innocent, which it isn't. And Courtney was like, I'm not going to fucking be there. And then, you know what else I wish... I hope they'd cover on the show. Probably fucking won't. How nobody came to her boho collection fashion show in new york yeah i'm like uh, let's i'd love to get into that drama because i can see kim yeah. right like, whatever kim was just a hater but like nobody i wonder if she asked them all not to and you know courtney, courtney will courtney's not a try hard but also i think courtney has a better sense of style mm-hmm. and i think a I lot of too. it has to do with her effortlessness it's yeah. like people put her in nice clothes and she just wears them well yeah, yeah. So I could see Kim just being a constant hater on any sort of like fashion thing that Courtney gets. Yeah, yeah. And I that's why I said Court, Kim not being there doesn't really shock me, but like Chris, Chloe, somebody. So I wonder, and you know, I feel like Courtney, like you said, big sister would just say, none of you come. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of tired of all of you. <laughs> Stay you. home. Cause <laughs> too much trouble. Right. Um, if you have Tyra Mel, send it to say Bible podcast at gmail.com. Say B I B L E at gmail.com. Um, that's it for episode two, season three. Um, oh, that's rough. 
Oh, by the way, before we fucking go, I almost forgot. Tristan is living with Chloe. Um, TMZ put out a very detailed article for us, us meaning the fan base, because it co- it's coming up on the show. You, we saw a preview where she's like, oh, Tristan had to move in because they're redoing the house. Well, the Lakers, even when you play for five seconds and then they got eliminated. <laughs> so basically, now what? Now what? So basically, let's see where is the sources tell us the two they're still operating. Blah blah blah. Uh, I don't know why I can't find it, but basically they're living together. They're not together together, but they live together at least during the filming of this show. She he was living with her because he was like getting the roof redone on his house, which whatever. And I I hate when people are like, "Oh, that's so great because they have kids." He has kids with, that we know of with two other women. Go live with them. How would that not be confusing to the ch- children that live in the house? Yeah. Like yeah. My parents both live here, but it's like this weird thing. Like, no one talks about it. And they pretend everything's cool and birthday parties. And then the rest of the time, I'm just left to be like, why is this man in my house? Yeah. Totally <laughs> feel at the time. Tristan Whatever. was getting, wor- yeah. Tristan getting done, work done on the roof of his home after some water damage. Mm, sure. And then uh, Chloe was also seen driving Tristan's car. So um, that the forgiveness was quick. And that's that on that. You know, good luck to everybody involved. That's what I'm going to say about it. This is very unhealthy, but good luck. I don't even care if you guys are fucking or not, but like, it's weird. Whatever it is, it's weird. It makes yourself look embarrassing. It sends confusing messages to your children and everybody else who has to like witness like someone publicly embarrassing a person and being like, it's a you're the better person if you forgive them and buy them a home to live together in. You're like, okay, yeah, that's definitely your better person. The only thing I could think of is I kind of was like, whatever, this is just gonna be your MO because she did the same thing when Lamar like damn near died in the brothel. Like, remember she got him that rental house and all that stuff? And it was like, oh, okay. You know, I said the white girls, I'm like, then he can be around for true. They don't live anywhere near Staples Center. Like, <laughs> they definitely is, don't. Wherever the fuck they live now, it's LA is so spread out. Like it at least and then add traffic, sense, even knowing he was like using it as a cheat pad. It at least made sense when he had the apartment that was, like, in downtown L.A. Yeah. For games. That mm-hmm. at least made sense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so sick of them. It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. That's their life. Have fun oh, with that. God. Anyway, I think that was about it. That's the only, like, real update that came from them. They're still trying to push Timothy Chalamet and Kylie on us with these, like, oh. paparazzi pictures. By <laughs> the way, which Twitter, the only thing that did is that uh, revealed that Kylie smoked cigarettes. Totally yeah. fucking backfired. <laughs> well, All I think TikTok cared about was that they saw a pack of cigarettes, girl. This was a murmur. I don't know if you've seen it debunked yet because they didn't actually show his face. Oh, yeah. But apparently Rob Kardashian Jr. and China Angela were seen together. Yeah, there's a video going around that they're seen together shopping and then going into a um, hotel. The body shape was kind of robbish. I think it was a little small, personally. Feel, well, and knowing Angela, I wouldn't put it past her doing something kind of like a decoy. Yeah. To stir up. It just seemed like a lot of smoke, no fire. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would like to hear from more sources would it be absolute mess if they got back together 
Absolutely. But also, I feel like in her whole, like, rebranding thing, she's kind of mentioned the Kardashians a few times and how, like, she wants to bring positivity in this world <laughs> and, like, mend all ties. So, like, I wouldn't rule it out that she, like, reached out to Rob. But if Well, yeah, and they were fucking with each other when they were supposed to be broken up, too, so... This I feel a little stunned. So I would love to know if it's if there's weight to it. Right. All right. So now for real, have a good whatever you're having, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.